All right. Thank you, Brother Miss Stumphill. That was a wonderful song. Amen. Praise the Lord. Take your Bible tonight. Go with me to Exodus chapter 33, please. The book of Exodus and chapter 33. I love this place. It's a wonderful place. And I uh, always enjoy coming here. I'm proud that my children are uh, members here. And uh, I really come up here for the grandkids. I just wanted you to know. And Brother Hanks was right the other night when he said, uh, Brother Larson just wants to be with the grandkids. Yeah, he's right. Amen. I enjoy the grandkids. I, I tell you what, though, when they get a lot of them in one place, I go hide in a corner somewhere. Amen. Uh, it just gets a little too much, but uh, it's a joy and a blessing to be here and a wonderful place to be. Good to see uh, uh, some ones from our church. Uh, Mike, God bless you, Mike and Jamie and Katie Jo, where is she? She's skipping out on church tonight? Probably, I don't know, but uh, others, it's a joy. It's a joy just to be here, praise the Lord. I'm enjoying teaching in college this week, amen? You have some wonderful, educably slow kids in college. <laughs> Tell you what, that's, it's just a joy to just, you know, I'm from Oklahoma, so I'm right on their level, amen? So we get along just fine. Uh, but uh, if you walk by the class, we're, we've been learning sign language this week, so we start right down at the bottom level, you know, counting one, two, three, four, five. And so if you walk by the door and you see this college class going on and we're all in there, one, <laughs> two, three, four, all right, now let's do our alphabet, A, B, C, uh, and uh, but they're getting it down, amen? We've, we're moving up in our numbers. We're already to number 21, amen? And so by the end of the week, we might get to 100, who knows? But uh, no, it's been, it's been a good week. Enjoyed it and enjoy the college students. It's just a, just a thrill to be serving the Lord. I'll tell you what, uh, I'd rather, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else with my life than serving the Lord, amen? And uh, if, he's, if he's called you, you have something special God's given you. And uh, only serving the Lord is going to fulfill that. Praise the Lord. All right. Exodus chapter 33. We're going to read the first 11 verses in the Bible tonight. Let's begin with verse 1 of Exodus 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought out of the land of Egypt, uh, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. And when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned, and no man did put on him his ornaments. For the Lord said unto Moses, Say ye unto the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore now put off thine ornaments from thee that I may know what to do unto thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Horeb. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp afar off from the camp and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that every one which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. 
And it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door and all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again unto the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, bless your word tonight, we ask. We pray that it would be encouragement and help on Wednesday night, Lord. Uh, I know many may be tired tonight, work today, and a busy week. And Lord, I pray that you just help us still, us, still our hearts and our minds, and help us, we ask, to just focus on your word tonight and what you'd like to speak to us, each individually about tonight. So bless that word tonight and meet with us, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now there are two relationships with the Lord in the passage of scripture that we read tonight that I want you to notice. I want you to notice, first of all, the relationship with, of the children of Israel with the Lord. Now we find in verse number three that the Lord he wants to lead them out and bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. And in verse number three, it says, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in the midst, for thou art a stiff-necked people. Now, they were stiff-necked, and it means that they were rebelling against God. Uh, God wanted to be in the midst of them, but he could not because they were a hard-hearted, stiff-necked people. But not only that, notice verse 4 in their relationship with God. It says, and when the people heard these evil tidings. Now, what evil tidings are they talking about? He's talking about God leading them out and bringing them into a land flowing with milk and honey. They thought that was a bad thing. They even thought that was an evil thing. And notice, and they mourned. They mourned. They were sad that God wanted to do something in their midst. They were upset that God wanted to come and move them into a land flowing with milk and honey. And the Bible says they mourned. They were sad about that. You know, um, there are some people in this world whose relationship with God is a relationship where they don't want to be around God. They don't want to be close to God. They, they would... Uh, uh, if God wants to do something in their life, or even if God wants to bless them, they rebel against that. They don't want anything to do with God. There's a lot of people like that in this world. And, and this is a relationship with God that the children of Israel had. Now, on the other side of the coin, there is a relationship with God that we see of Moses. Now, it's a completely different relationship than the children of Israel had. And I want you to notice Moses' relationship. In verse number nine, it says that this cloudy pillar ascends from heaven. It comes down, it rests on the tabernacle where Moses was, 
And notice in verse number nine, it says the Lord talked with Moses. Now, Moses was not stiff-necked and fighting God. He was in a relationship where God could talk with him. He was in a place where uh, he could talk with God and God wanted to talk to him. And notice, not only was he uh, talked to God, but in verse 11 it says, and the Lord spake to Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. Now there's only two people in the Bible that God had this kind of relationship with. It was Abraham and Moses. And Moses is this a figure here that is talking with God face to face like a man talks to his friend. The rest of the passage that we didn't read from verses uh, 12 through, uh, from verse 12 all the way through verse 23, we see more of this, this uh, close walk that he has with God. And we see that he, he, he walks with God, he wants to be so close with God that he asked God in verse number 19, or he asked for God to show him his glory. Now imagine, imagine how close uh, God and Moses must have been. And God says, all right, I can't show you my face and live, but if it, I'll put you in the cleft of a rock and while I pass by, my glory will pass by you. God said, I will let you get as close to me as you humanly can get close to me. What a relationship with God. Amen. What a walk with God, who, a, a man who just wanted to be so close with God that God himself called him his friend, his friend. Now, I dare say that probably most of us in this room, if not all of us, do not have either of these relationships with God. Uh, I'll bet most of us in this room are not like the children of Israel. You're here in church on a Wednesday night, you wanna serve the Lord. Uh, you're not fighting God, you're not being stiff-necked and you're not mourning when the preacher opens the Bible and preaches. Uh, if you are, you ought to come to the altar and get that right with God tonight. But most of us don't have the kind of relationship that the children of Israel have with the Lord. Most of us uh, are not hating God and mourning when God wants to do something in your life. Now, on the other side, most of us don't have the same relationship with God that Moses had either. I mean, how many of you have seen God and talked to God in a burning bush lately? How many of you have seen uh, God through your prayer and through your word send in the flies and the lice and the frogs? How many of you, God has come to you and said, you are my close friend? Or how many of us have seen God's glory as he passed by? So I don't think either one of these two relationships with God actually fit you and I today. Yes, we're to avoid the relationship of the children of Israel and we're to try to be like the relationship of Moses. But I think most of us are somewhere in the middle. And there's somebody in the passage of scripture that I wanna look at tonight who probably fits most of us 
in church tonight, and he's found in verse number 11. Notice it says, and, Mo, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned even into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Now, if you're not careful, you'll almost miss Joshua's relationship with God in the passage of Scripture. On one hand, we have the children of Israel. On the other side, we have this great, amazing man of God, Moses. And neither one of us are like him, but I think more of us can be are like Joshua here in this passage of Scripture. Joshua is a, the Bible calls him right here a young man. He was just really starting out. But he was in this place where um, he had the children of Israel on one side where he could pattern his life after, or he had Moses on the other side where he could pattern his life after. And there's Joshua stuck right in the middle. And the Bible says that Joshua, this young man, does some things here that I think we can emulate tonight. And when we get down, we're gonna see how God used Joshua in his life. I want you to notice, first of all, that Joshua chose to separate from the children of Israel. Now here's the story. Moses takes the tabernacle and he leaves it out of the children of Israel. He pulls it out of the children of Israel and he brings it outside of the camp. And he goes there to meet with God. Now, what does Joshua do? The Bible says here in verse number seven, it says, and Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation which was without the camp. So here's Moses. He's bringing the tabernacle out from the children of Israel. He sets it up outside of the camp and he goes to meet with God. And what does Joshua do? Joshua chooses to leave the children of Israel and go with Moses. Now, can I tell you, that's the first thing I want you to see tonight where most of us in our walk with God should be. Most of us should choose to separate from the children of Israel or the children of this world. We should choose not to be with them, not to like them, not to love them. Yes, we're supposed to win them, but God does not want us to be close to this old world. God, is, God teaches us to, to come out and be separate, saith the Lord. Don't be like the world. The world will ruin you. The world will destroy you. And you may not be this great man of God like Moses, but, but at the same point, you may not be like the children of Israel. You may be somewhere in the middle, but hear me tonight. You can never be what God wants you to be unless you learn to stay out from the world. Amen. The influences of this world will destroy you. They will destroy your life. They will ruin your mind. They will ruin your heart. They will leave you destroyed. They will leave you defeated. And, and may I tell you, Joshua chose to be separated from the children of Israel. He said, I'm not gonna hang around those boys. I'm not gonna be around them. 
Oh, listen, we need a day and age again in revival of, of people, especially young people, who learn I cannot be around this world. The world likes to infiltrate closer and closer and closer, and, and God's people have to say, I cannot be a part of the influence of this world. Now, I know there's some things in the world that are not necessarily evil or wrong, or you gotta live in the world. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. We are gods, we are we're separate unto God, and we should live that way. But how many, how many times do Christians decide to get close and allow the world to influence you? I'll guarantee you this world will influence you if you don't make a decision and say, I'm not gonna hang around that, I'm not gonna be a part of that. Every person, every child of God has got to make it clear in your life someday that I cannot, I cannot be a part of this world and please God at the same time. You can't do it. You cannot do it. Come out from among them. Be separate, saith the Lord. God wants us to be separate. Joshua chose to separate from the children of Israel. He said, I'm going to become separate. He said, I don't want the influence of the world. Young people, this world will influence you. They will put an influence on your mind and your heart. And before long, you'll wonder what happened in your heart and your mind, you'll be dull of spirit, dull of joy, dull of happiness. When the preacher preaches, nothing happens in your heart anymore. And, and nine times out of 10, it's because this world has an influence on us. He said, I don't wanna stay around the world. Well, that's what we need in this, in this world again. We need young people. We need a new generation of people who say, I am not going to be of this world. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. It is not worth it to allow this dumb, foolish, ungodly world to influence us as Christians. You know what should be influencing us? This book right here. Amen. The word of God. That's what Joshua was. Secondly, I want you to know the second thing that Joshua did. Joshua chose to stay close to Moses. He chose to stay close to Moses. So here's Moses. He leaves, he goes up, he's building this tabernacle. He's putting this tabernacle together. What does Joshua do? Joshua says, I can either stay here with the children of Israel or I can go be with him. He said, I think I want to be with him. Amen. I want to be with him. Listen, friend, I want to tell you something. You ought to be close to godly people. You ought to, you ought to be close to your pastor. Amen. I always worry, uh, Brother Hanks, I always worry, Brother Hank, sometimes when a church member wants to avoid me. I always worry. Oh, what are they avoiding me for? Amen. Years ago, I had a young Christian. He was, he was mowing his lawn. He'd probably come to church two or three times. He was saved, but, you know, he was saved. He just didn't, he just didn't live like it yet. And I drove up to his house, and I'll never forget. You know, he was a, he's a new convert, young guy. And uh, he's, uh, he's driving on his lawnmower. He's got his lawnmower, he's mowing his lawn. 
and he has his shirt off and he's got his big old beer belly sticking out. A saved guy, okay, he's been saved a few weeks and he had a beer in his hand. Mowing the lawn, Brother Hanks. And he's out there mowing the lawn and all of a sudden I pulled up and you know what he did? He looked at me and smiled away and just took the beer can and threw it right over his shoulder. <laughs> Amen. I said, well, he did the right thing with that. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I don't know if he went back and got it later on after I left or what. I don't know, but, but that's what he did. I'm just simply trying to say, listen, you ought to stay close to your pastor. You ought to stay close to your pastor. And you have to do it on purpose. You have to do it on purpose. Oh, the pastor's busy. You can go up and shake his hand every service. Let him know you love him. See, that's part of Joshua's success. He said, I don't want to be with these children of Israel. I want to be with Moses. I want to be with God's man. I want to be with God's man. Uh, young men, you will either be with God's man or you'll be with the guys in this world. And you have to choose. You have to choose who you're going to hang around and who you're going to be with. And Joshua chose to stay close to men of God. When I was a young preacher, something got a hold of me, Brother Hanks. I don't know what it was, but God got a hold of me. And I would listen to sermons, probably six, seven, eight sermons a day as just a 13 or 14 year old boy. I'd work and mow lawns all week and I'd get my whole paycheck and I'd buy sermons. My mother, my mother thought that was a little strange. She was glad I was serving the Lord, but she thought, are you spending all your money on sermons? <laughs> I still have thousands of sermons uh, that I, I purchased and I'd listen to six, seven of those a day. And let me tell you something, it did something inside of me. Amen. The influence of this world cannot compare with getting close to God's man. Are you close to God's man? Are you close to your pastor? Are you close to him? Stay close to God's men. There's a third thing I want you to see Joshua did. Notice verse 11. It says, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. You know what he decided to do? He said, I'm going to stay in church. Amen. He said, I'm going to stay right where I'm supposed to be. I don't believe you ought to come to church because it's a good thing. I believe you ought to come to church because you have a conviction to be in church. Amen. There's a big difference. I'm going to tell you something. Church is where you're going to find all the good things that you have in life. Somebody said to me one time, I wish we could go to church. They, they didn't like having church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And they said, I wish we could do it like they did in the Bible. I said, I, it was a Sunday. I said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. We're gonna have church tomorrow. In the Bible, they had it every day. He hadn't read the Bible. I'm simply saying tonight, everything good in your life is going to be found in church. I got saved in church. I got baptized in church. 
got called God in church. I found my wife in church. Everything good in your life is going to come in church. And Brother Hanks, I know this over life, uh, over, over pastoring for years. Everybody at some point in their life goes through a time where the devil works on you to get, get you out of church. Are you hearing me? If it hasn't happened yet, it will. The devil will put some person or some influence into your life. Or you just don't feel like it. Boy, if you get used to doing what your feelings tell you to do, you're going to be in big trouble. Thank God for the people who come to church and sometimes they, they hobble to church or they don't feel good, but they go anyway. Let me tell you something. They've learned, they've learned that the place in life to be is in God's house. Don't neglect it. Don't make light of it. Don't think it's just some good thing we do. It's an option. Hear me. Build a conviction in your heart to be in church and to never leave because one day the devil's going to come along and sit on your shoulder and try to get you to move off. But notice what Joshua did. He departed not out of the tabernacle. He departed not. Now, do you think God took Joshua and used him? I want to show you what God did with Joshua. Go to Joshua, the book of Joshua, and chapter number one. The book of Joshua, chapter number one. In this passage of scripture, we see where Joshua, where Moses dies. And God turns over the leadership of the children of Israel to Joshua. Notice what he says, Joshua chapter one, verse one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given to you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of the Hittites, and unto this great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Now watch this. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. God said, because you have chosen to not be with the children of Israel and you've chosen to be with Moses and you just wouldn't leave the house of God, you wanted to stay there. He said, when Moses died, I'm gonna put you as the leader and just like I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I want to tell you something. The decisions you make today in your life will determine what God can do with you in the future. The decisions that you make and how you choose to live your life today are more than just day, today's decisions. It's God determining how he can use you 
down the road. And Joshua, God said, this great man of God, Moses, who was the friend of God, who talked with God, this man who asked to see the glory of God pass by, and God allowed him to get as humanly close to God as he possibly could. This same man, God came to him and said, just like I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Every future blessing that we ever have, everything that we ever are going to be in life is because of the decisions that we make when we decide to serve God. Now you may be here tonight and you may say, preacher, I made these decisions years ago in my life. I've made them, they're a part of my life. But I, there's probably people who are here tonight who just never made that decision. You've never got it solid, a conviction in your heart. And if you want God to use you in the future, it has to pass from serving God as a good thing to a conviction. I'm not gonna live like the world. I'm gonna stay close to God's man. I'm gonna stay close to the preacher and I'm not gonna leave God's house. And I tell you what, you'll be surprised what God will do with you and use you someday. You'll be surprised. God wants to use you. God wants to take you and form you and use your life in a wonderful way. If you'll decide those three things that Joshua did, stay close to God, stay away from the world, stay close to man, uh, God's man, and just live your life in the house of God. Church, church. You know, when I was young, I thought we lived at church. I thought church was my second home, you know? I'd see a lady or somebody bring a pillow to church because their leg was hurting or injured or something. And I thought, hey, maybe they're sleeping in the pew. This is a second home, you know? This would be a great place to sleep. But I thought home was, <laughs> the church was a second home. But I want to tell you something, it should be. It should be. It should be where you make so much of God's house. Because I want to tell you something. It took Joshua and brought him from a place of a young man to the place where God let him lead the children of Israel and said, I'll be with you just like I was Moses. And he'll do the same for you tonight. He'll do the same for you. Would you do what God wants you to do? Let's bow our heads tonight.